welcome to the overdue, way overdue latest episode of A1 Rediscovering Film. I'm your host Juan, and um, thank you for joining me today. Got a couple things we're going to talk about today um, in this episode. The first one is uh, related to one of my earliest podcasts I recorded, and that's regarding gas or gear acquisition syndrome. I am in the process of reversing that for various reasons, um, mainly because, um, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with the non-working cameras. Those might be hard to get rid of, but as far as working cameras, I'm, I've come to realize that not all of those cameras that I have that are working are going to get much use, and I really hate to hang on to something that's just going to sit and collect dust. Um, so I am going to pare down to a bare minimum, uh, getting rid of some of my working cameras as well as I'll attempt to, um, sell off the non-working ones for parts and see if there might be some folks who would be interested in doing a little DIY repairs. I know there are some folks out there like that and I'm hoping to find some. The other thing I'm going to talk about is... Something that I found out about on YouTube today. One of the influencers that I um, follow on YouTube is giving it up. And I'm kind of sad about that. And uh, let's start with, coming up next, my paring down project. <laughs> okay, let's talk about paring down and paring back make some tough decisions as to which way, which cameras uh, I was going to let go of because when you initially purchase these things, you intend to use them. You have the best intentions and you know the, <laughs> that's what the road to hell is paved with. Uh, but it doesn't always work out because of time and life and other things. And you just, you know, other things take priority, precedence. So I'm in the process now of... Um, scaling back, as I mentioned, uh, my camera collection. Uh, currently, online on the big auction site, I have my uh, the Yashica Electro 35, the uh, Minolta Hymatic E, my Canon T70, and a Canon, a Canon camcorder that I was uh, not using much. I uh, purchased it a couple of years ago. It's still in great shape. I mean, my goodness, but barely used it, so I figured... Why the heck am I hanging on to this? It was tough. A tough. The toughest decision was regarding the Ashika Electro because that lens is so phenomenal. It has. If you listen to my episode where I talked about the quirks of the Ashika Electro 35 GSM and my little frustrations with it, um, you do know that the bottom line is the results that you get from the camera, and this thing produces such great results. I mean. You know, maybe my meager attempts at photography aren't the greatest, but uh, between the pictures I've taken and also some of the ones I've seen online on Flickr and Instagram and places like that, just <laughs> such a sweet lens. It was hard to put that up for sale. Um, so far, though, it hasn't gotten any nibbles. I sort of I priced it in a reasonable, what I thought was a reasonable range for a camera that I had purchased that had been refurbished. But uh, so far, no nibbles. 
So it's still out there for a few more, a couple more days. Um, or is it another day? A little over a day or so, I think it's still going to be out as I record this. And if it doesn't sell, I may hang on to it. <laughs> the Hymatic E, interestingly enough, has gotten a, a, a nibble or two. Um, I suspect the reason for that is because of its compact size and the fact that it also takes great pictures. Um, and it's, you know, another nice lens, 40 millimeter, 1.7. And um, it's it's a nice, solid, but fully automatic. And I like a little control, at least, you know, with the Yashica Electro, it's got aperture priority, you set the aperture, and of course the camera decides the shutter speed for you, and bam, you get some phenomenal photos. With the Hymatic E, it's all automatic. You just focus, and that's all you have to worry about. And generally, it does uh, do good exposures. Um, the tricky thing is, of course, the battery. You know, the camera was designed originally for Mercury batteries. And uh, I have purchased a couple of adapters that I'm actually including with the camera for the next person who purchases it. Uh, you know, um, and uh, so they will at least not have to worry about getting adapters for the batteries or going through all the little you know, hoops that some people do when they're adapting, you know, these older cameras that use obsolete batteries to use newer batteries. Um, my Yashica Electro came with a, an adapter, and I also purchased uh, another adapter for the Yashica Electro, because uh, I actually have the second one that's not working. It's got some electronics issues, but, um, so I have, I actually have three. <laughs> Yashica Electro Adapters. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, and then the Canon T70, which I was very reluctant to sell because it was the first, actually the second film camera that I purchased online after I bought my A1. I was intrigued by it and took a chance on it, and it was really, really, really inexpensive. I like it. It's ugly. I did a review on that one, too. If you go back into my short podcast history, you'll find that. I really like the T70. And um, no nibbles yet. So now I might try to relist the T70 if it doesn't sell. But I think as far as the Electro 35 GSN, if that doesn't sell, and there's still some time, I may just pull it out of... Just pull it back and keep it. Hold on to it. As far as the rest of the cameras I own, I am not, I repeat, not going to give up the A1. Then I'd have to change the name of this podcast, wouldn't I? <laughs> I actually have two A1s. One of them has the dreaded Canon squeak. Um, I have not yet gotten that repaired. I did buy all the little things you'd need to try to do it yourself, but I am just a little too chicken to make that attempt. I don't want to screw up that repair. And it looks pretty straightforward, but uh, just uh, my hesitancy uh, as far as, you know, opening up the A1 and, and trying to, I just don't want to do it because, you know, I paid a few bucks for that A1 and I don't want to ruin it. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Maybe I did. I have two non-working Minolta X700s that need capacitor replacements. Um, I don't know. the. There are two capacitors in the X700 that can go wrong and do not know if I just need to replace one of the capacitors in each of those or if I would need to replace both of them. 
Uh, that would be something that I have to send out to get fixed. Uh, I may put those up for sale because there might be some folks out there who aren't afraid of going inside a camera and making these repairs, and they might be interested in them. Uh, I would include um, the lenses that came up. They both actually came with essentially the same lens, a 35 to 70 zoom lens, uh, and then I purchased separately a 50 millimeter 1.7 lens, which I'm keeping because I have a working Minolta X570. Mostly working, because interestingly enough, that one has started to develop some electronic quirkiness that makes me think that maybe its capacitor is going to go. Now I'm not sure, in the case of the 570, that there are two capacitors that need to that might need replacing, uh, like the X700. Uh, I do know that the base model in the uh, X-Series, the X370, only has one capacitor that can go bad. Uh, and the X700 has two. I'm not sure about the 570. I haven't been able to find that info online. If someone out there knows, um, please let me know and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, because I think I'm going to hang on to the X570. Um, the one thing I like about it above the X700 is the fact that in the viewfinder you see your aperture and then there's a, an LCD display to the right side of the viewfinder that shows both the selected and suggested shutter speeds so you can do all your exposure adjustments without having to remove your eye from the viewfinder which is really cool that is a feature that my A1 does not have uh, plus the viewfinder is bigger and brighter than the A1 so I think I'm going to hang on to the X570. And then also, I have a pair of dead Kanaka Auto S2s that unfortunately showed up dead. Um, one of them, actually, the rear lens, the rear element, the lens was loose, and it doesn't have a, the... Uh, I think there's a piece missing that holds that rear element in place. Uh, the other one, the shutter's stuck. It doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. Uh, the one with the bad rear lens element, <laughs> the shutter speeds work. In both cases, the meter works because it uses the same battery as my Hymatic 7S. And uh, I tried them, and the meters work on both of those cameras. It's a darn shame they showed up dead. And that's going to require a little more work than I'm willing to do. Um, of course, getting rid of those might be difficult, if not impossible, especially in the case of the one with the with the uh, the loose lens element. So I might be stuck with those. And then, of course, there is my uh, <laughs> Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, my Canon FTB. I may just hold on to that for sentimental reasons, even though it. I mean, it works, but it sometimes will hesitate before it works. It's a very frustrating camera. I don't know how repairable those issues are. Uh, maybe they are. But uh, I think for sentimental reasons, I might hang on to that. Just because I got it dirt cheap, and it came with a really, really nice 50mm f1.4 lens that uh, I mean really really nice lens that's the only reason why I didn't like return the FTB after I purchased it and realized hey this is this thing ain't quite right 
even though the description online said that it was in, I don't know if it said excellent condition, but it said at, at, at the very least it said very good condition, and it wasn't, unfortunately. I got burned on that, but you know what? I, I kept it for the lens. What can I tell you? And it's a nice lens, too. Um, and then I got my point-and-shoots, my Minolta um, Hymatic AF2 and my Canon AF35ML. Um, haven't decided. I might keep both of those for now, at least. And if I were to get rid of the point-and-shoot, I would probably get rid of one rather than both. And I'm leaning toward keeping the Canon versus the Minolta, even though I like the fact that the Minolta... Uh, has manual wind and rewind versus fully automatic, like the noisy AF35 ML. That is one noisy camera, I'm here to tell you. Um, it was tough, as I mentioned, making the decision to, especially with the Yashica. I have grown to like that. I took both the Yashica and my working A1, my non-squeaky A1, to the San Diego Zoo and took a bunch of pictures and I haven't developed those yet um, but it was just such a great experience shooting with both of those cameras in just different situations and I really got to know the Yashica a lot better just from taking out in a situation like that and, 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 and challenging myself to use it so I grew attached to it almost as much as I am attached to the A1 and um but I figured because it was refurbished, like they wanted it refurbished, that it had some value. And so maybe we put that on, you know, online for sale and see how it goes. And like I said, so far, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest because there are a lot of Yashica Electros out there and run the gamut in terms of pricing. So um, it'll be interesting to see if it does sell in the next day or so. And if it doesn't, I think I'm going to hang on to it. So next I want to talk about uh, kind of a sad bit of news that I got uh, today. Just personally sad. Uh, I mean, uh, I mentioned in one of my podcasts a list of influencers, and I believe this gentleman was on the list. I hope he was. He should have been if he wasn't. Uh, a fellow named Azrael Knight, who is a photographer. He's, in, he's based in Canada. In or outside of Calgary, I'm not sure if he's in the city itself or if he's uh, outside in the suburb or something. Anyway, um, ran across Azrael Knight's uh, videos when I was doing search for information on the Canon A1, and he sure enough did a review of the A1, a very good review. Uh, talked about specifications, took the camera out, took some pictures, and showed the pictures on, online and. It was one of the first, if not the very first, videos on YouTube that I watched. Um, and in the video, he mentioned something that intrigues the heck out of me. And for those of you listening, have you ever had a Big Mac with bacon? Because I must have missed out on that completely. Unless this was something that was only offered in Canada. Uh, the idea of a Big Mac with bacon just makes me salivate even now, just thinking about it. <laughs> and that's how he captured my attention. Just that one mention of a Big Mac with bacon. Ah. So, Azrael Knight does ca did camera reviews. He also did a series of videos on uh, camera thrift shop 
shopping, thrifting, and uh, also did some reviews of film and in some videos on developing film at home because he develops his own film. Uh, does and in most of his camera review videos where he would go out and shoot, he would also do these interesting montages uh, showing the developing process that he was going through down in his basement. And really cool, really really fun videos to watch. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Uh, interesting perspective on photography has strong opinions as far as that goes, and, you know, God love him for that, um, and he's giving it up, he, I, I guess, took some time away from YouTube, uh, because he had to move, because uh, there were some problems in his current residence, uh, you, you should really go on YouTube, look up Azriel Knight, that's A-Z-R-I-E-L, uh, and Knight, like, you know, uh, Knight Rider, <laughs> I guess, uh, or the Knights of the Round Table, if you prefer. Um, I'm sorry that he's giving it up, but I understand his reasons for that. He said that during his time away from uh, doing YouTube and doing social media, he took a break from all that. He said that his life just kind of became more calm, more peaceful, more relaxed, and uh, he didn't have to think about the frustrations he was having with YouTube or with dealing with social media and it just made him think that I don't need to be doing this anymore. We are all worse off that he's no longer going to be doing YouTube videos unfortunately. At least I feel that way and I feel very strongly because he's one of really really engaging, entertaining, interesting, informative uh, series of videos mercifully those videos are still there and I even go back to them from time to time uh, because even re-watching things you know I learned things that I didn't uh, learn before so I learned new things from re-watching some of his videos I'm just sorry that there aren't going to be any new ones and um, I'm not a YouTuber uh, nor do I think that that's something that intrigues me. I, you know, who knows, maybe that could change over time. But, um, his reasons for leaving YouTube, I get, I understand. And if you watch his goodbye to YouTube video, uh, and I would recommend that you watch all of his videos because if you are a newbie like me, you can learn a heck of a lot. And even if you are a more experienced photographer, there might be something that would be helpful to you in his videos. He does a great job, and it's a shame that he's no longer going to be doing them. Um, I hope that maybe down the road he will reconsider. Uh, something will bring him back. And yet his reasons for leaving, I, like I said, I totally get. I totally understand. Um... I would recommend that you watch that video so you can hear his reasoning um, and his very strong opinions about some of the uh, some of the top name YouTube photography channels out there. Uh, very strong opinions, some of which I don't know that I agree with wholeheartedly, but some of them he made me rethink uh, as far as their value and effectiveness and. Uh, I gotta say he had a point in a couple cases for sure. So anyway, that is all for now. 
Sorry it's been so long since I last communicated with you, and um, I hope to make up for that soon. Um, as far as future projects for me, like I said, right now we're focusing on peering back the collection. How far we pair back, well, that remains to be seen. Um, if you're interested in a non-working Minolta <laughs> X700 or Konica Auto S2, you might see my listings on the big auction site soon. Um, and again, if my Ashika Electro 35 GSN doesn't sell, you may not see that one online. <laughs> I think I'm going to pull it out <laughs> keep it. At the very least, if it all comes down to it, I know the A1s aren't going up for sale. Unless the bottom drops out of everything. Um, and I, if if anything, I may end up just shooting the A1 and the Ashika and a couple of pointed shoots. <laughs> and I'll be content with that. Although, who knows, as far as the T70. By the way, the T70, I'm including a couple of lenses, a 50mm uh, f1.8. Very, very nice 50mm lens. Uh, it's a breech mount. Um, and then a... Um, oh. 35 to 70 zoom. <laughs> That's an okay lens. 3.5 um, maximum aperture. It's a variable. It's like 3.5 to 4.5. Um, okay zoom lens, I guess. Um, I've got I've got a bunch of Canon lenses actually. I've got a couple of 35 mil f1.4s, another f1.8, which is a uh, the new FD mount, the pseudo bayonet mount. Um, couple of, uh, several zooms actually um, I'd like to get a longer I do have a 135 telephoto lens uh, non-canon it's a, a Vivitar lens uh, I haven't really used that one yet a couple longer zooms a 70 to 210 millimeter zoom a 35 to 105 zoom it's kind of awkward on the camera uh, but I hear it takes good pictures. Again, I haven't used that yet. I've been focusing on the primes, uh, the prime ones for the most part on the A1, the 50, uh, the 50, the 1.8, the 1.4s. I use those um, mostly with the A1, but I want to find some reasons for using the zoom. Um, thinking maybe the next full moon, I might set the camera up and uh, outside and try to get some decent moon shots with the zoom lens. Got an interesting one of the zooms I got. In fact, I think when I purchased the um, did they come with the T70? It was a 60 to 300 millimeter zoom lens, which is a very interesting, <laughs> interesting zoom. Again, haven't used it yet, but I'm intrigued by it. So I'll have to put that to use. Anyway, things to look forward to, things to do down the road, and um, things to share with you in the future. Thanks for tuning in, and again, go out there and shoot some great photos on film, and I'll talk to you soon.